USA just won Miss Universe. This is a big deal. I'm happy on the episode. I'm not even ready. I am still in my bonnet. I would hop on the YouTube, but we are just going to do it like this for now. One of my friends are texting me saying, you called it. I called it later. I will admit I had Puerto Rico winning, but oh my gosh, Rabani came out there and shut the show down. Okay, so... I was going to open up my Juggernaut. I have a Russian River Valley Pinot Noir that I got from, oh, this is my birthday gift. You guys remember my birthday. It was around Christmas. But someone gave me this Pinot Noir from Russian River Valley. I want to open it up, but you know what? Let's just do this as is. It's already late. We've been in the show for three hours now, okay? Since 7 o'clock. It's now 10.30. Show ended about 30 minutes ago. I'm going to wait on this because I have work tomorrow, so I'm going to be an adult and not really sip because I'm making this episode, episode short and then we'll just keep pushing and then I'll come back on later. Usually, lately when I'm lazy, sometimes I hop on the podcast um, the next day after I see like a little bit of dialogue going on about the winter and all that fun jazz. But today, I was going to hop on my initial reactions overall of the show Right now, it's on repeat on the Roku, and um, that's fun. So let me just say, I apologize for not coming on here after Miss America. I had a lot, a lot, a lot to say about Miss America, but you guys know anyway the phrase. If you don't really have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. But one thing that I really do want to mention is that, one, I enjoyed somewhat of the Roku experience better than I did the... Um, other streaming option that we have for Miss America, it honestly froze, and that's why I did not go on a podcast for Miss America because my stream was so bad that it was like I don't know, it was freezing. The audio wasn't even matched up. It was on one girl while showing another girl. It was either ahead, my audio was ahead, and the actual video was behind. So I feel like I didn't even watch the show. 100%. I just kind of had to pick up what I was looking at, and it looked just so bad, honestly, to me. Um, and then also just overall theme. One of the first things I said about Miss America was that it had a dark theme. Like, the colors were dark, the stage was dark, the lighting was dark. Compared to watching this pageant, the Miss, US, Miss Universe pageant just now, it was way, way brighter. And I think it has to do with the lighting and the women's clothing, the stage, but it just looked like a brighter atmosphere, a more happier atmosphere than Miss America. That's one of the first things I noticed was the color of it. Okay, so I'm saying this to you guys as this is on um, my TV on mute going back through this. But so top 16. First of all, let's just talk about the show. The show to me was long, long for no reason. Like I said, it was three hours. I see why we was on Roku. Or we were streaming this on, on Roku because obviously there's no time limits. Compared to on TV, on network, they would have cut you off. The news would have came on. We would have figured out what the weather is for tomorrow five times already Already, if it would have been on actual TV. I don't know why it was that long. It took an hour, a full hour, for us to even get to top 16. And then I realized it was taking an hour from when the Q&A happened to when we actually got to crowning. 
Why is there an hour between Q&A and crowning? That's just crazy. But it took forever to call top 16. They broke it down to five, five, and I thought I was top 11 at first. So I was like, oh no, we have one name left. There's a thousand girls left. But there was actually six titles left. And I was just like, what is taking so long? And then when it got to top five, I was like, okay, cool. All the girls answered. We're going to get to crowning. And I forgot we said to do a top three. And then a final look and a final statement. And I was just really, really done with it. I'm sure if you guys were watching, you understand as well. There needs to be some kind of level of efficiency. And I feel like what was really holding us up was all the streaming trailers that we had to sit through and watch. I don't know how many movies I'm going to go check out after this based off of the show alone. But geez Louise, like I get that as Roku, but I don't know how these pageants can incorporate commercials because we had a commercial break. If you watch it on Roku, there was a commercial break for two minutes and they timed us. And then they came back with Catriona and did like a insider streaming type deal. So I don't know if you wasn't on Roku, what you were looking at, if it was actual commercials and that, but I'd rather take like regular commercials on cable so I can take a bathroom break than have to sit through thinking the show's coming back. And it's like, here's another trailer with a commercial within our show. And I feel like we did not see the girls every time, every time Puerto Rico came out. I said, oh, dang, where has she been? It's been an hour since you called her name. She just been, like, every time she came out, I was like, oh, I forgot all about, like, I just forgot what we were even doing here. That we were watching a whole pageant. I wanted to see the girls way more. And I felt like we didn't really see all that. One thing that I did enjoy, though, was the live music element of it. Some of the artists. I enjoy more than others. I'm really, really, like, looking like highbrow eek face that they had Yolanda Adams waiting for three hours to perform a song that wasn't hers. Right? Wasn't that Shaka Khan? Let me see. Let me just make sure my facts are right. I'm every... Whitney Houston. Duh. Not Shaka Khan. We have Yolanda Adams performing a Whitney Houston song. Just kind of weird. I was expecting gospel. Is is Yolanda Adams even from? Let's see. I would assume she. I guess she is from um, New Orleans. Let's check it out. She is from Houston, Texas. Okay, so not sure about that. She's six one. Holy cow! But I was expecting a Yolanda Adams songs. A song. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm Every Woman as a song, though, is not, to me, a evening gown, final statement look. Like, when you think of past Miss USA's, remember they had uh, Deshauna walking out to, was that Backstreet? Boys to Backstreet? Yeah, I want it that way. I got to Google everything. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. So, slower songs to me is a top three final statement look song. Um, but I'm not opposed to having Yolanda Adams. I just felt so bad at that queen of gospel was just sitting in the back for three hours, just sitting there waiting for the show to go on. Okay. And then I would get to the speech, but I just 
I can't. Like, I enjoyed the speech for what it was, but I feel like it was just, that could have been used during one of the commercial breaks, honestly. I don't know. But Queen Anne came through. She said, this is my show, and I'm going to use it all the time. And I want say that I would not do the same if it was my own production. However, it's like, read the room. I, I want to see some girls. After a while, I was like, what? this is obviously just like a, a Roku commercial and there's a pageant going on in the background. Um, so I was kind of a little impatient about that, um, but I did appreciate the message about how we're taking back, women are taking back our power and that includes this pageant. I did see, side note, a male pageant director who was talking about how like they feel like the men are being like pushed to the side and the thoughts about that. And I can't really speak on it because, you know, who needs men nowadays? But I will say, you know, that is kind of like her fault if I would, if I would consider their POV, which I don't do very often. But if I did take their feelings into consideration, you know, I would feel kind of hurt as a pageant director who's a male and a coach and a judge that um, the judges were all women and that, I don't know, you feel like you don't really need men in this industry, but who runs the world? That's us. So what can you do about it? But that is a good conversation to have is, um, and they also said earlier that men make the best coaches. And, you know, I'm kind of like curious about having that debate and that kind of conversation too. So maybe that could be another episode was who makes a better coach, guys or girls? Because I feel like as a contestant myself, I'll be a better coach. Um, now nah, I can't coach myself. I don't think anyone can coach themselves on anything. But I do feel like it's a, I feel like if you if you've been in those shoes, you make a better coach than anybody. And I think that's for all industries across the board. Whether you win or not, you just simply have that understanding of what it takes to perform at whatever it is, and you have that. POV. So let's get into it. Uh, top 16, Puerto Rico, Haiti, Australia, Dominican Republic, Laos for the very first time, Eva, South Africa, Portugal, Canada, Peru, Trinidad and Tobago, Curacao, India, Venezuela, Venezuela, Spain, USA, and Colombia. And who said it? Oh, was it South Africa? When I do good, they can do better. Oh, I was just oh, touching. Okay. So, obviously, top 16 probably blew up everybody's March Madness bracket, right? Can we just talk about people who were just a complete surprise? For one, I was Laos coming through in the cuts. Congratulations. That was the very first time that they made it. I think that was that this is one of their first times really coming back. I think Laos just made a comeback recently, if I can recall. Um, Canada was not a true surprise to me because I think she did do well. I think she did do well. Uh, India was a surprise to me, but I feel like there was already a lot of eyes on her. I did like India in swimsuit. Yeah, in swimsuit, I have it written down. Um, 
Peru was a surprise to me. I did not have Peru. No, I didn't have Peru at all. Portugal was a surprise to me until I saw per Portugal in gown and in swimsuit just now. I was like, oh, see why she did it. Once I watched that first swim top seven go, I had no idea who was going to win. No idea who was going to win. That first top seven women, Puerto Rico, Haiti, Australia, Dominican Republic, those people who came out, Laos, South Africa, Trinidad and Tobago, Portugal, and I think Canada. Was that Laos too? They came out so strong as swimsuit. I was like, holy cow. And it was just back to back to back to back to back. Puerto Rico started up high. Haiti came through with the alley-oop. And then Australia dominated and finished it. And then Dominican Republic came out of nowhere and just was like, surprise, don't forget about me too. The strongest top seven I've ever seen. And it was like all the women were, were on it. They were sharp. They had the best walks. They dominated. I had no, no, no idea. No idea. Top seven was amazing. And I think it was stronger than the last seven, aside from obviously USA. And I was really, really pulling for Curacao this year. I really love Curacao in her swimsuit and in her gown. I have her written down. Loved it. Let me see. I oh, let me go back a little bit. Uh, first of all, I thought it was really bold to call this top 16. There was obviously some very big disappointments, i.e. Philippines and Indonesia. Um, Italy, I really did want to see Italy up there. I really want to see Belize. I have Belize. Uh, I feel like, oh, no, no. I feel like she did good, but she kind of came out a little bit flat and swim. But I feel like she finished it off strong in gown. Um, I did have Portugal in swim. I loved her in swim, so that must have helped with the judges. Let's see who else I had. That was a big disappointment. I did want to see Bahrain. Uh, Bahrain. I keep saying it wrong. Bahrain. I did want to see her up there because she did make that bold choice, obviously, to wear her traditional garb. I liked her actual gown. Japan, I liked her actual gown. I like Mexico's actual gown. It was kind of surprising to see her up there. Vietnam, I thought, also concluded the show phenomenally every single time she went up out there, too. Um, Ukraine, I was kind of surprised. I guess not really surprised I didn't see Ukraine, but, like, considering what it took for her to get here, you know what I'm saying? I feel like out of common courtesy, they would at least made a top 17 because she, she, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that she's even here. It's like a lot, um, considering circumstances. And then she had a nice little package, too, about it. Also, did you guys notice some of the packages had the top 16 winners talking? Like, they were able to cut that real fast. Okay, so it took an hour to get to top 16. That was so annoying. But I did love the live music. I love how bright the colors of the swimsuit looked. And the crowd was really loud. And to be a fly on the wall, or actually in the chairs, become curious if they were actually like cheering, if they were booing, if there was like commentary, if there was like muffling, rumbling. Like, I hope it was a positive roar. But for those who watched it on a telecast, you could tell the crowd was hype. They were loud. They were excited. 
and they did not calm down at all. They were in it to win it. So I thought for them to not call some of these countries, like Philippines, was very, very bold, considering that you would have the whole room just shaking with so many people, simply because I feel like oop, I feel like a lot of people were there for um, the Philippines and Thailand, and uh, they said USA had the most people with 100, but I mean, on TV, all you saw was the uh, a lot of the Asian-dominated fans who came by to show up and show out, and I think it would have made a better production if everybody was just genuinely happy because we are in New Orleans. I think the music had people hype, and it had me excited, and I'm over here just watching Soul in my bedroom. So what else? When we got to gown, I was really, really torn on who to have as my final, but I do want a doll made out of Haiti. I think Haiti looked phenomenal. I think it was just something, just something, and I can't pinpoint what it was that I would have changed about her to make it even stronger, but the gown and her body just looked perfect. Of course, going into all this, I had Puerto Rico winning, so I was just chilling for Puerto Rico the whole time. Um, I loved South Africa's gown. I definitely think that it stood out. It made sense, and I think it made sense compared to all the seas of regular colors that we saw. USA's gown, I thought fit perfectly. It was tailored exactly to her body. I love the cutouts. I love the look of look at it. I do I'm not a fan personally of black gowns on anybody. I don't I don't care what the skin tone is. I want to see a little bit of color. For me, that always just makes me just, just does something. I don't like black gowns in pageantry. Very few people have I ever seen wore a black gown in pageants that I was like, oh, you know, that's a good look. Yeah, that's a good look, yeah. But I think for Mabani, it does look good. But I did like the purple on her. I think that looked really pretty. The gown looked pretty. I think anything she wore would have worked. I just don't like the color black. Um, for a gown, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. That's me personally. So let me see what else. Top five, we have Venezuela, USA, Puerto Rico, Curacao, and Dominican Republic, which was a surprise to me. I hate that they left Portugal off because Portugal really came through to me in gown. And I was like, oh, that's why she made it so far. She looked gorgeous when she gave that over-the-shoulder look darling, over her left shoulder. First, she walked away. I said, oh, okay. Uh, hi, Portugal. Now my eyes are on you, but what the heck? Trinidad Tobago. Oh, it's so sad not to see any woman of color get in the top five. I was told later Puerto Rico is woman of color. So I let that go. But I really want to see Trinidad Tobago. And then when they mentioned that she might have got there because of Wendy, I was like, huh, maybe she would have got there her own merit. Let, let's give her credit where credit's due. For one reason or another, I did like her more in prelims than I did tonight. And I don't know what changed, but something did. And I like the gown color on her. But again, I'm not a fan of dark colored gowns. Even though it had a gold undertone, I think it kind of worked. But I also think she could have came stronger. I feel like she did that in um, prelims. That's how my eye on her in the first place. The final questions revolved around shame, changing pageantry, 
representing delegates. <laughs> and I didn't write down the last two ones. But uh, I feel like all the questions were fair. I feel like all the questions made sense. And I feel like they were somewhat like easy questions, nothing too controversial, but something that you can answer realistically on stage and give a powerful answer. I'm happy to see that we don't have these questions that are just stumble blocks and uh, force the girls to just kind of just say anything or make up something where they feel bad and shame afterwards. So I was glad to see the questions are kind of like, you know, realistic questions that can I can give a great answer to. I appreciate people talking about the age increase for Bonnie and how she herself is 28. So that's one thing I'm going to make an episode about is ageism and pageantry, especially with Olivia being a judge. That was definitely a good tip to do because we all know what happened with Olivia Jordan when she was crowned and all that she went through, which I think helped ignite the age movement with Miss USA to bump it up those two, those two more years because of what she went through. But we really need to talk about this age thing in pageantry because people who are aged out of these pageants is like so sad because now you just never ever have a chance of competing for this title when the years you might have wanted to compete for this title, you was just, I don't know, awkward and danky. And now you're just a nice butterfly out of this cocoon and you aged out. Speaking from personal experiences, 24 is just too young to age out of a Miss America. I just, I mean, if you think of like a Miss America, like logistically at 24, was I able to just move around so freely? Yeah, probably. But I still had like school and stuff. But now I'm a free woman right now. I don't really have anything but work. I could easily become Miss America and dedicate my whole time to that. But no, I'm not 24 no more. And it starts at 17. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like I don't even have much memory from those years. And I feel like as Miss America, you at least, like, later down the line want to remember, like, I don't know. I feel like it'll be, I could do more than I'm older when it comes to volunteering and service and the time it takes to volunteer and do service than I would if I was 17 years old, fresh out of high school, or 19 or 20. And those years are, like, gone, you know? So it's like, I barely, I mean, when I was in school, I had a good time. But it's like I would have more of a memorable year and a year of true service now that I'm older. So I'm glad that ageism was discussed. And I'm going to keep continuing this conversation about bumping up this age range. Okay, so let's just move along to the crowning. Let's just go to the crowning. So like I said, once we got top, top five question and answers, it took an hour an hour later to get to the first of all i forgot there was a top three i was so ready to be done so ready to be done but nonetheless usa came out on top that's all that really matters at the end of the day this is our ninth person to win a miss usa i mean a miss universe ninth ninth miss usa to win a miss universe title congratulations for bonnie is definitely a true, 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 true sentiment to God saying, I will prepare. Um, what he said, I'll prepare you a feast in front of your enemies. 
I just saw it the other day on um, TikTok. Um, let me see what the actual quote is. Here it goes. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have prepared tables in front of me opposite my enemies. Psalms 23, 5. <laughs> uh, you have anointed my head with oil and my cup overflows as if it were a lie. <laughs> it was King David to the Lord. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> I think that's so crazy. Like, I just saw a TikTok about how... Um, uh, this movie. I keep having to Google everything, you guys. Remember that movie? It was a cartoon. Um, and it was about, um, Moses. About Moses. It was called, the, oh, Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt came out in 1998. For those who were born in 1998, look it up. It's a great movie. It's on Peacock. And... Apple TV has it. But it was this lady narrating a scene where they are about to cross the Red River, uh, I believe the Red Sea, and he has his stick. Um, the whole army is behind him. His army was his brother. There was no background, obviously. Look it up. This is all the book of Exodus. But um, so they charging out to him they got the horses the enemies bow and arrows and he has his people and they just spent 40 years wandering the wilderness waiting for god to come through get to the ocean boom they can't cross because there's obviously water there and then they see this whole herd of his brother and them folks behind ready to go because they're supposed to go to battle and they're chasing them down and then all of a sudden there's this big like fireball out the sky puts a pause to the enemies and then Guys, like, like, use what you got. And all he had was his walking stick, his walking stick to the water. Boom, water separates. Poo. They walking on bare ground across the ocean. You can see the whales, but the water was not coming in. We all know this story. They make it across safely. And then the enemy try to go across the water as well. God closes the water in, and the enemies drown. Great TikTok. I just saw about it. Um, I'll save it on my TikTok. So it would be squared if you want to see it. But this lady narrates it, and I started tearing up because it shows you that, like, you just have to trust God every single step of the way. And it even showed how, like, they were scared because they saw the enemy and they saw how many people. You guys remember that scene in, <laughs> that scene in Mulan when they were on the top of the mountain, the enemies on top of the mountain? It's like one of them, and it's like two of them, it's like three of them. And all of a sudden, the whole mountain, you just see all these, like, little black dots of them just running down the snow oh great visual and it's like a million of them uh and they still have Moses' face looked when they were coming down towards him from the wilderness and it was just like scared but god's like why are you scared like i got you bro and then the lightning came down boom paused them so then they had like a little bit of courage oh, okay god came through for this little this little obstacle let's keep going across the water oh no now there's water now i'm scared i'm like what you scared of you know I'm here. I'm right. I'm right here. Obviously, I'm putting this fire out. And then, boom, solved that issue, separated it, and they go across it. They're also scared because it's going across it. God's like, you know, I got you. Anyway, all the little pieces of time that he was scared, even while God was walking him across the water, 
and they made it safely. Like they were scared, but they still did it with faith. And that's literally what we just witnessed today was that no matter what, God's people are going to be protected. And Rabani Gabriel is a great example of God's people protecting. I don't know what her religion is, but if she has, if she's a woman of faith, I can tell because she came through and she won that pageant regardless of what anybody has ever had to say about her in the last few weeks and months leading up to this competition. He has watched over her and she came through in every single facet. I haven't seen her drop the ball since she was crowned. Whether it came to her fashions, her social media, the PR that she's doing, she does a lot of this on her own. While she lost a president of the national organization, um, making her own clothes, uh, her national costume, holy cow, like that's, that's a whole situation. She needed to find an electrician to turn it on, on her body. Her parents had to fly to the Philippines to go pick it up. Like, it's crazy what she went through in four months. And this girl is just holding strong. And she won this pageant. And no one can say, honestly, that she didn't come through. Like, there's, I would need some strong, strong evidence for people who do not believe in this win. Because I think she did what exactly what she needed to do. Now, I get if she lacked in any area. But I think she came through in all that she needed to come through in. Especially when it comes to the beforehand uh, campaigning, so to speak, of what you need to do. But anyway, you guys, congratulations to USA. I'm so proud. I appreciate you guys listening to me ramble on for the last 30 minutes. I will catch you guys in the next episode. And tell me what you think about this years miss universe find me on instagram pageants and prosecco and on twitter as well pageants and wine it's been great chilling out with you guys until next episode peace